Welcome to the Searching for Happiness podcast, where you can be open and vulnerable about your mental health and past, diving deep into everyday lives as we try to find the true meaning of happiness in ourselves. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Searching for Happiness podcast. Today, I have with me my good friend, rapper, and filmmaker, Mid Trip. How you doing, man? Yes, sir. It's Mid Trip. Doing really good. I'm happy to be here. Happy to be on your podcast. Oh, uh, man, I appreciate it. I'm happy you're here, too, man. You know, we were kind of talking before the uh, before we started this, man, how, like, long has been since we've seen each other, dude. And I can't believe we determined it was, like, six months. Yeah, at least six months. <laughs> way too long. Way too long, man. Looking the same, but if that tells you anything about LA, man. There you go. Honestly, it's, it's just constantly busy. It's just like oh, we're always both on the go. Especially you, man. I oh, man, you do so much shit, dude. <laughs> I appreciate you, my. I guy. see you like in the art department, film. You know, I see you directing. I see you doing some cinematography shit. Of course, your rap. You know, you're doing great, dude. You progressed so much too since you since you started, man. I appreciate you. Your I video quality is great now, dude. I love it. I love watching my friends grow. I love watching everybody grow for that matter. Same thing for you, my guy. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. I'm excited to, uh, you know, start this, you know, journey and see where the fuck this one goes, you know? I think it's going to go far. I think I think you have a good, really good setup. You've had some great guests. You've got some great people on. Oh, man, I appreciate you, man. I really do. I really do. You know, a little bit of backstory. Me and uh, Mid-Trip, or a.k.a. Trip, um, <laughs> We met in film school about two and a half years ago, maybe a little more longer than that by now. Um, you know, of course, most of you know by now I've met a lot of my guests in film school. But needless to say, I meet fucking cool people in film school. <laughs> so, you know, uh, but honestly, um, I'm sorry to cut you off. Honestly, I feel like that's one of the main reasons why you even go to film school is just to meet people. Oh, 100 percent. Like, like I don't I don't pay for the information. I pay for the connections. You can get a lot of this stuff anywhere. but Yeah, no, 100 percent. 100 percent. We were talking earlier. You can get all the information you need online. You know, when it comes down to film school, man, it's just like it's about meeting friends, meeting people, getting connections, get your foot in the door. Yeah, that's what you're really, really paying for, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, you're kind of paying for, for a foot in the door, yeah. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, it works, man. Well, yeah, which is extremely beneficial. It's, it's, it's very beneficial because, you know, if you, you know, that's kind of the bigger thing versus, you know, learning online versus going to school. is like when you go to school, you meet all these people as to online. Yeah, you can learn all the information and stuff, but you don't get that benefit and then you know you're gonna have to work twice as hard to get a job and then once you get that job you have to like learn the ropes like on hand as we're to where it was like we've already been doing it for years mm -hmm. you know what i mean so like a lot of jobs like grip work and being a pa like that stuff's like we don't even do those anymore you know what i mean so like because because it's just you know we've progressed that much but uh you know me i think me and uh mid-trip connect so well is because we're both from the same area as well yep uh, he's from Portland. I'm from, you know, uh, Bend, Oregon. But I did grow, I did live some time in the Portland area. Um, and so shout out to the 503 fam. Uh, yes, sir. Hey, yes, sir. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm just happy, you know, that you're on this, man. I'm glad that we made it happen. Kind of like I was telling you earlier, you know, I've been playing this for quite some time. So you've been on my list for quite some time, man. Appreciate you. Appreciate just been keeping you. my eye out on everybody. So, you know, again, thank you so much for being here. 
And, uh, you know, why don't you, you know, because you know yourselves better than I will ever <laughs> know somebody. Why don't you uh, let everyone know kind of what you've been up to and, you know, a little course. bit about your music and stuff, man. Of course. Uh, so, you know, I go by mid-trip and uh, moved out here to L.A. And at first, you know, um, I'm a pretty calm, relaxed guy. I like to observe and see what's <laughs> up. And uh, came out here, I was pretty relaxed and just kind of observed everybody who's kind of out here rapping in the in like a SoCal area. Um, I used to shoot a lot of music videos and uh, just kind of took it in. I was like, All right, I think I'm pretty nice. I can, <laughs> I think I can rap with these guys. Cause I was, cause like, uh, like Joseph said, I'm from Oregon and uh, I'm kind of from the Portland area. My 15 minutes outside of Portland, kind of a smaller town. And, you know, uh, growing up in a smaller area, you don't really know how good you are. Cause you're, of course, like a hundred niggas you can put yourself to, but <laughs> but I came out here. Uh, I just been changing my sound as much as possible. Like uh, it seems like I'll make like probably five or six songs, and I'm changing my sound a little bit, uh, keeping something, changing something, taking something out. And um, like ye- yesterday, uh, I was in the studio. I was at um, what's it called? It's called Very Special Studios. Okay. And uh, I just, I was in there uh, for like six hours, and I recorded I think like eight songs. And it's just all very different stuff. Like that's great, um, man. I kind of have like uh, the producer saying kind of like young nudie. Like I like to I like to try and spit. I think of like kind of like Jay Critch or like young nudie. I like to try and spit spit some bars. You know what I'm saying? Let niggas know. Can I say niggas on this? Right. <laughs> Please, <laughs> man. I could I could not do a podcast without it being explicit, bro. I could not, dude. You know my freaking foul mouth, bro. Oh my lord. You know my foul mouth. Uh, but so I'll go in there sometimes, and uh, I like to spit. But um, I also try like how kind of like that pop sound, you know what I'm saying? Maybe like if I was gonna compare someone like 24K Golden or all them guys who are out here trying to make a pop sound. But I'm always gonna try and spit no matter what sound I have. But I'm going slow, going fast. Uh, but yeah, like I overall I just happy music that you can kind of turn up to. And uh, if if you're uh, if you if you like to you smoke or do any like that fun stuff, you know what I'm saying? It's great for that always. And yeah, it's just it's good feel music. Good yeah, feel man, music. I, I couldn't agree more, man. Of course, I listened to all your songs as well. You know, um, that you released that I know of at least so far. <laughs> you know, um, but you know, I I totally agree with your statement. You kind of bring something new to every time. There's a, a different song. I've noticed a difference in all of them. So, Thank you. you know, it's it's good to have growth like that, man. It's good to continue to grow. You know, and a lot of people don't know this, but you've also worked with you know some of the names you dropped, like Twenty Four Karat Golden and. You know, like you, you've had yourself, you know, you've had experience, you've gotten your foot in the door here and you've learned from it. You know, a lot of people get their foot in the door and they don't learn shit, man. <laughs> you know, what I, I've learned that this like this past year, 2021, man, I saw so many people get their foot in the door and didn't do nothing with it, you know, 100%. so including myself. So, you know, like well, I think you're, I think you're doing. I, I'm doing fine now, but you know, like I definitely, uh, I definitely had a you know weird year last year. I think a lot of people in the world did, of course, but you know, it was definitely, yeah, man, yeah, you know, I I was a huge, huge smoker, you know, um, but you know, see the difference between me is like you guys, uh, like you guys can smoke all day and still do your shit. That's crazy to me. Like I used to be able to do that, like back in Oregon, man. I go to work high, I'd work out high, I go to school high. I do it all how I go home, smoke a bowl, sit on the balcony. The minute I got home, I'd be walking up the stairs in my apartment because it was like you open the front door and then immediately got to go upstairs. Like it wasn't like no two fucking story apartment. (laughs) But like it was like, you know, I'd be like lighting up the minute I open my door. Like, (laughs) you know, like I used to smoke all day, every day. And um, I don't know, man, L.A. is a different beast. 
It is. LA is a very crazy place to live. And I think the pressure just got to me, you know? So, uh, I think, I think it may just made me lazy. So I commend you guys for being able to do all that stuff constantly. I hear, I've heard you guys have been kind of hustling the weed game as well. So, you know, props to you guys. I appreciate you, my guy. Yeah, um, man. Uh, you know, it's, it is, I, I definitely see what you're saying about, uh, like the energy thing, like, Cause you move like, especially where we're from, it takes such, it's such a low energy place. It takes 100%. so low energy to, you could get up, go through your whole day and like be, like get some shit done. I hang, I kick it with the homies and right. You, you can go work your shift. Like, and it's really low energy. You're not really going to have to think much, do much, break a sweat, like low energy. But here, like you're going to be thinking like, man, you can get stabbed or shot on the street any day, man. You gotta be out here thinking, moving fast. Like if you're at your job, everyone's moving fast, hyper competitive, like, and uh, and so I, I I think about it too, you know, because I because I smoke weed pretty often. Uh, I feel like it's because I'm I feel like I'm so high energy that like if I'm out here with this high energy shit, I'm gonna be too buzzing. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. No, I totally get you, man. <laughs> I'm gonna be too buzzing around. So it, it's it's good for me to just relax. Uh, otherwise, I'd be turning up too much. Yeah, no, <laughs> I can't no, be turning no, up on people sure. all the time. That's what was my problem was this past year. I was turning up too much, bro. I remember at my birthday party, dude. I turned up a little too much <laughs> <laughs> for for lost it. Like to keep my focus, to keep my focus, I was like, all right, like I had to take a step back. I was like, God damn. I was like, damn. I was like, I guess I gotta chill a bit, but. You know, it's it's good that you're still high energy, man. I wish I could say the same for myself. I used to, you know me, I used to be a fucking hyperactive ass motherfucker. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. so it was, uh, you know, I think <laughs> now that I'm an old man and got married, I think <laughs> <laughs> I think my life has kind of mellowed a little bit. Not, not by choice, but just like naturally, you know what I mean? And so like I've had to build up a lot more responsibility and like yada yada, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, uh, so like, I wish, I wish I could keep that high energy with smoking weed, man. Like I, I'm not going to lie guys. I fucking miss smoking <laughs> weed every day. I think about it all the time, you know, but I think, I think that's the thing in life is you got to learn to know when to stop and you got to learn to know when to take like a step back as well. Um, and just, you know, kind of call yourself out. Like, that's what I had to do. I had to call myself <laughs> out, man. I'm like, you fucking dipshit. Like, this may sound crazy, of course, but like, this is my kind of theory on it. And this is where kind of mid trip comes from, too. I feel like, I feel like it's just equally as a part of the high. I feel like, I feel like you, you can smoke weed, you can roll up, smoke weed, and you're going to get high, right? And then you're going to come up, hit a peak, and you're going to come down. So you can, you can be mid, like mid trip, like, like you're tripping right Oh, okay. I get it. And so... Uh, and that's kind of for any drug, you know what I mean? And so, but I think, I feel like just as equally, uh, you experience it, like, uh, a lot with psychedelics, we experience it with weed, too. Like, the come down is its own high, like, and then being off of it is its own experience. Without a doubt. So, it's still an experience you're having off of the drugs, so you're still kind of mid, like, you're still mm -hmm. kind of mid-trip of the drugs. So you, and, and then, event, you're not, you know, like, do you really stop forever? Some niggas do. But, like, if you don't stop forever, like, you wait six months, you wait a year, then you smoke again. You were, and then you never left the trip. Yeah, you're, exactly. Now you're just coming out, no. No, so, no, I know you. Literally, you're already you know on to me. You're already on to me, man. I <laughs> but, mean, like I'm only so, giving myself like six months, and then I'm gonna smoke back up, you know. And, and just then you can it. kind of be happy throughout, you know. Yeah. I mean? It's like it's like this is just a different feeling of it, you know. I don't know. Uh, man, no, no, I no, I totally, I <laughs> yeah. totally get what you're saying, man. I don't know, uh, you know, like I totally understand. I I do think being sober is a different type of high. I think smoking is a different type of high for sure. 
you know, being high is, you know, it's, it's great. It's great. It lets you escape the world. It's, it helps medical issues beyond measures, you know, not everything, but you know, like, I think it helps a lot with mental health. It helps a lot with staying sane. Like that was my thing is it kept me sane for so long, bro. Like if I didn't have marijuana, like throughout probably between 2017 and 2021, man, I mean, I, who knows where I'd be, man. Definitely not here. I'll tell you that. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's, uh, there's so many benefits to it. There's so many benefits to not doing it. And, you know, like, I think the choice is always some, you know, yours. And, uh, you know, for me, I don't know if you ever feel this, uh, like a big reason why I personally quit was I never felt high anymore. Hmm. Like, have you, do you ever feel that? Like, do you, can you tell when you're high? Like I stopped telling when I was high, like I like literally like, obviously i would smoke it but i'd be like on my third or fourth joint bro and i'd be like huh like i'm just now feeling kind of relaxed and i'm just now kind of feeling the you know effects of it and like i got to the point to where like that's all uh, that's how far i had to go to get to that point you know so, yeah, it's, it's just roll up a bunch roll up a bunch yeah yeah and i mean dude it was costing me like 300 bucks a week bro like it's, it's expensive it's expensive yeah especially here man i mean if i was in oregon bro you know i used to tell you like my sister she used to sell me fucking ounces for like 15 25 bucks dude that's tight. She's, she still tries to do that shit <laughs> <laughs> you know i was like i was like ah, you know like uh, i'm trying to turn a new league you know but like you know, kind of going back to, you know, like you saying is it's a different high, man. Uh, I think, I think that the high you get from weed is what really kind of calms someone down as well. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, I can't imagine going through certain situations in my life these past few years that if I wasn't high, I would have had a full blown, like, I feel that fucking meltdown. And like, it, I would have full it, blown lost myself. It gives you that moment to kind of step back and just be uh-huh. like, oh, okay, I got to chill out right yeah, now. Yeah, 100%. It, it makes you evaluate, reevaluate a lot of things when you're stoned. And like, you know, I hate people that use excuses, though. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, oh, you know, like, I didn't do this and this because I was high. I was like, bro, I was like, I know <laughs> homies like you exactly that literally smoke all day, <laughs> every single day. And they do 10 times the amount of shit I do or do 10 times the amount of shit you do. You know what I mean? So like, stop using that as an excuse, man. Like you just yeah. lazy, like stop, like, you know, stop blaming marijuana, like blame yourself, be more self-aware. You yeah, know, yeah, you can you can never you can never point out to excuses, man. You always gotta put it on yourself. Exactly. And that's it's it's a tough pill to swallow, man. That was it a is. very tough pill to swallow. Trust me, I've been going through the last few months and it's a very calling yourself out, doing shit that you think is the cause of other things is it's it's a hard thing to get over, man. And it's uh but I think it's necessary, man. So if you're listening, stop using weed as an excuse. <laughs> get on your shit. Smoke it all you want, but get on your shit. You know. You know, and stop using everything as an excuse. You exactly. Know? I, f- I feel like it's I feel like uh, it's most important for your happiness that you can achieve growth if you you know if you're looking at yourself. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you, you got you got really you gotta ask yourself hard questions. A lot of people don't ask themselves hard questions. You be, you be out asking someone, "Hey, what are you trying to do?" That are like, "Are we trying to do in like six months?" They're like, "Man, I have no idea." Like, <laughs> stuff like that. I was like, like, "All right, see you, bro. We'll talk in six months." It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like y'all, you're not asking so hard questions. Like, 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 you gotta ask yourself questions. Like, what do I want to do when I wake up every morning? Like, da, 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 da. oh, one hundred percent. I remember like, uh, stuff like that. 
I remember you've always been like a really motivated guy. I remember like we go over to your apartment and you just have like little messages on the wall, like just do it, just keep going. <laughs> like, you know, you fucking got this motherfucker. Like, <laughs> for real, for real. you know, and I was like, I was like, this man is motivated. <laughs> he don't let nothing stop him. I was like, man, I should learn a little something, something. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, I, I get it from my parents, bro. My parents were always like, like, if you don't believe it, no one's gonna believe it. And so I'm like, I, I, I write That's in, sick. I write in my mirror just all the stuff. And so you're always talking about it, like what you're talking about happens, you know what I mean? It's gotta be it has to consume you. You gotta yeah, you gotta be yeah, crazy. 100%. I remember I remember I don't know if you still have one, but I remember seeing like one of your vision boards at one time and I was just like, damn, I need to do that. Because yeah. like I just like I was like looking at it, well, I think you're like rolling up or you went to the <laughs> bath, something. You were doing something. I was just like staring at it. I was like, like this man i was like all right all right okay what, so what, was it like my my uh, whiteboard yeah that's exactly yeah. what it was it was your whiteboard that's exactly what it was and I just, oh yeah yeah i had yeah i had a bunch of things on it. yeah, yeah and you just kind of you know i was like wow man i was like this is why you're so happy all the time like, that's why you're so joyful i was like you just you know you know what you want you go and get it you know i appreciate that yeah man of I course and i, I think you've always been like that man since we know each other and you know kind of you're saying like when you first got out here you know you're a little you know high energy, kind of, you know, chill, chillax. And like, people don't realize this. You can't be that in LA. Yeah. Like you have, like you can be that, but you have to learn. You have to know, you have to know when to be, be uh, like to turn up kind of. Yeah. You, you need to know when to stand your ground and when to, you know, kind of say F off. If like someone if, like uh, not offends you, but like kind of doesn't give you the respect you deserve or doesn't give you the pay that you deserve, you know, like you have to learn how to kind of get uncomfortable and tell people like, no, nah, dude, don't work like that. Like, you know, me, like I've always and, tried to be a nice that's, guy. That's really hard. It's so hard, especially, hard to do. you know, especially like we're both very nice guys, I think. And yeah, like, yeah, exactly. And that's why. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's incredibly hard. Some people have no problem doing it. Like, because, you know? because I'll, I'll always understand why someone's doing it. I'll always be able to see empathetically like, Oh, like, well, this nigga's dad just died or like, like, mm -hmm. right, well, like I just saw that this bitch, even simple, like, like I just saw her just spill her coffee in her lap. Like, of course you're about to be angry right now. But like, so it's like, I should let it slide. But it's like, sometimes you can't. Yeah, no. When <laughs> like, I, some, sometimes I, it's something like. Sometimes it is, bro. I've been a part of like shoots where like people like, they'll pay someone else, but they won't pay me or some stuff like that. I'm like, bro. I mean, I understand with like some certain like, you know, roles you have on the film. Like, of course, a PA isn't going to get paid, bro. Like, they're, like, at the bottom of the total pole. You know what I mean? And, like, 99% of the time, it's just a student that just started school. So, of course, they're not going to get paid. You know, they need the experience, and they should understand that. But it's, like, when you're, like, a, like a first assistant director or you're producing something or, you know, the, with you, it's, like, when you are when you do, like, a collab, I'm sure there's compensation with it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, Sometimes. like in, in some in some yeah, sort of way, in, in, in some, some sort way, of way. Yeah, in some way, someone's being compensated, whether it's from knowledge or like just the experience. Mm -hmm, just 100%. Like, yeah. And Always. sometimes you have to learn. The thing about LA is you got to learn if it's if the situation you're about to put yourself in is if it's worth it in that way. Is yep. it worth it in the knowledge level? Is it worth it in the connection level? Is it worth it in the pay level? If you don't get at least one of those things, don't fucking do yeah, it. Don't. <laughs> don't fucking do it, bro. Yeah. Like I did so many jobs like where I just like, there was no benefit to it whatsoever. Like I remember I was like being a sound guy one time and like, I didn't know anyone. I thought it would be a very beneficial thing. And I get there and like, nobody knows each other. And then like on top of that, everybody's a nobody. <laughs> and then on top of that, they didn't even feed us a lunch. And I was like, this was just a waste of my 
But right. that's, that's also kind of like like a one-up to you. That's also kind of a good attribute about you because it means like we have to come out here and put up as many shots. Anytime the ball comes our way, we got to put the shot up. 100%. And so it's like sometimes it's like, damn, like that wasn't the shot, but it's like, oh, all right, but I'm still going to put the next one up. <laughs> it's like it's, it's going to go in. Like, so oh, 100%, bro. Good, like, I, I totally agree, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, uh, you know, L.A. is a treacherous area. It's, I like to call it the devil's playground. You know, uh, especially if you don't keep your head down, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, but, you know, it's L.A. I think, in my opinion, L.A. is one of the best places to go if you want to learn how to grow and you want to learn how to, you know, become who you truly are at a fast pace. Yeah. It might not seem fast while you're doing it, but like the, I think. If you look back on it now, two years ago, dude, we were like nobodies. I mean, we kind of, you know, kind of still are. But, but like, yeah, a little people while, know like, us now. Yeah, a little while ago, we didn't have any connections. We weren't 100%. Doing anything. But yeah, not cool. Not cool. Kind of understanding of who we are. I, mean, I put my phone on silent and everything. This bitch so buzzing. I'm the worst <laughs> guest ever. It's no, no, dude, you're oh. good. You'd be surprised. <laughs> I, you know how many times I have like literally left my phone on the ringer and it's gone off in the middle of the interview and like i have to sit there for like an hour and editing trying to figure out how to fucking remove it <laughs> <laughs> like i was like ah. oh, for real. you know so it you know shit happens man of course you know once you get busy everyone wants to hit you up you know yep. what i mean that's all that's how it always <laughs> works how it always uh, works it'll be dry all day but then as soon as as soon as you get busy you'll get hit you up it's like <laughs> you know when chris was here earlier man like my phone was blowing up left and right. I was like, why? I was like, why? I was like, I had all morning free. Why? <laughs> like, why, man? 100%. And so, like, I think it's a, I think, you know, that's just the way life works, unfortunately. But, you know, uh, anyways, man, uh, you know, I see what you're doing out there. I see, I see how, well, you're kind of just learning to grow, man. Is there anything like you are like really looking forward to that you can tell people that's kind of coming up at all? Man, we got a couple of really fun, awesome things coming up always, bro. Uh, always try to have some stuff coming up. So, you know, on the mid-trip side of things, of course, uh, got some music coming out. Uh, I think my next kind of release plan is I'm going to come out with a single. I have a little music video for it. You know, do the whole you know, promotion, let niggas know everything. Uh, mostly because my idea is that like, I'm really kind of coming out with a new sound, new quality. So I just want to put out a couple of different singles, maybe three or four, and then maybe a new album will come out. Uh, you know, see what people like, see what people are reacting to. I'm always performing. Big performance on February 5th, man. I know. I'm going to pull up, man. I promise. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm going to pull up. <laughs> Big performance on February 5th. Uh, my guy, Sebastian, uh, pretty legendary dude, bro. Uh, He's great. He, Sebastian's uh, great. He, he building up, you know, like the Bash Department world, you know what I'm saying? And uh, like he brought together, uh, um, he got Money Sign Suede, a big dude out of SoCal, uh, Lil Maru. Uh, Sethi Smack, one of uh, that's one of my favorite artists out of SoCal. Oh, that's that, what's up. <laughs> that nigga can spit. Uh, and like we shot some videos for some like for some of these dudes. Sebastian shot videos for all these dudes, and uh, and yeah, so I'm excited. It's gonna be a dope performance, bro. It's gonna be packed as shit in there. That's uh, sick, dude. <laughs> I can't, I can't wait, man. I am, I'm looking forward to it, man. You Dang. know, that's that's very exciting, man. I can't, you know, I always think in my head like every time, usually a podcast guest is like leaves or whatever. I'm just like, I was like. I was like, in two years, I was like, I wonder what this person is going to be up to. You know what I mean? Like, whew. And at the rate you and Sebastian both are going, it's going to be crazy. Like, you guys play at Coachella fucking shit in no time. I'm excited to you see you, I mean? bro. Madison Square Garden, all that shit, man. I'm ready. In no time, man. 
And, uh, you know, I think, it, I think it's good that you always have a positive attitude about it as well. You know, you always, you always find a way to grow some way, somehow, you know, like, Thank you. you know, whether it's in film, like I said, like you're a filmmaker and a rapper, you know, those are not easy things to juggle at the same time, man. It's like, not that, the entertainment business as a whole is um, it's you know, treacherous. It's 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 you know, not like an industry for everybody to just jump into. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you got you gotta have real thick skin to like really be here and be in this industry, man. You know, there's a lot of times where you just like are like, man, fuck this, bro. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'm all like that all the time. I'm like, fuck this, dude. Like, I can't. Yeah, it's, it's just a lot of unsure, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of things that uh, that you get hit up for and it falls through. A lot of this, like a lot of talk, and it never happens. A lot of this and that, but it's like I was I was talking to a dude on set, and uh, like the way he was using the comparison, he was comparing it to working on set versus being an actor. But I mean, I feel like it applies for the comparison of like working in the entertainment business versus uh, other jobs. One hundred percent. So he was saying it's like it's like. So for this example, all the other jobs like basketball, man, it's real sure. I'm going to get on the court. I'm going to put up a bunch of twos and they're all going to go in. We're going to get up to like 50, 60 points. But soccer, man, I'm going to go out there. And I'm going to pray I get a goal. <laughs> man, man, it's just a lot harder. Not it's to say true. pray, because there's, there's niggas out there nice putting in goals every game. But, um, so, but yeah, it's just like one score, bigger reward. A lot bigger, you know, a lot more come out. Yeah. So it's just, it's just, uh, it's just a different sport, a different way you got to attack it. I agree. I yeah. agree, man. And, uh, you know, also, I've also learned, you know, you and Sebastian both, I, I've noticed y'all take a lot of risks, man, a lot of high risks. <laughs> and I've learned that, you know, you gotta go all in, you do. <laughs> and, you know, that's a, that's a huge thing, man, is you do got to go all in because if you don't go all in, you ain't ever going to be in. No. You ain't never gonna be in if you don't go all in. And no, one's like, gonna, no one's gonna take you seriously because everyone, everyone who's up there, bunch of dudes who went all in. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. It's like if you seriously go to anybody in any type of industry in the entertainment and you ask them like, "How'd you get here?" They're like, "There was no plan B." Yeah, this is it. This is it. Yeah, this, this is what I was it. gonna do. Yeah, this is what <laughs> I was gonna do. This is what I want to do. This is how I'm gonna do it, and this is what I love to do. And it's just like, wow. All right, all right, and then like. You know, for me, I always like had in the back of my head a plan B as to this year. I'm like, I'm like, ah, I'm like there ain't no plan B, C, D, none of that bullshit no more. You know what 100%. I mean? One hundred percent. And so, like, and since then, like I told you, you know, before the podcast, it's like my work has started booming more. You know, I've been getting more jobs. I got that commercial I'm gonna be working on soon, and like, you know, it's just like, I think once you get into that mindset, not only do you notice, I think other people notice without you having to even say it 100% like subconsciously like people can feel the energy yeah because, yeah because it's all you're thinking about it's all you're putting out mm-hmm. is that I'm all in is what I'm 100% doing. it's like uh when I went um I just did that thesis where I was one of the I was just like more I wouldn't say like the one of the main characters I guess but I was I was the only guy in the whole thing and I played the boyfriend which I had uh, maybe a little bit less lines than the main actual actress was. Definitely a main role. Definitely, Definitely main, yeah, for Mr. sure. Humble. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate you, man. But uh, no, nah, dude, like that was like I went all in for that, bro. I got brought on thirty-two hours before that thing started. Wow, that's hard as an actor. Yeah, and that's I I had actor. to learn how to like the role and like I had to like remember the lines while going to like actual work and like actually like 
trying to make actual money and then like i had to sweep all these things aside and i think once you go all in people take more serious too because like towards the end of the shoot dude is like yo you're like at the top of my like actor list now because like you did it so clean and like i mean i got to do i got to do everything on that rope bro i got to scream in people's faces (laughs) i got to throw shit you know, I got to break shit. Damn. You know what I mean? Like, I got to do a lot of cool shit on that <laughs> shit. And, like... Dude, the acting's nuts, bro. You're a great actor, bro. <laughs> I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you, man. I really do. You're a great actor, too. I don't I know if you still do you. it, I, but... I do. I'm about to be on the next um, Daniel Adams production. Oh, that's what's <laughs> up. I think, uh, I think you want me to AD that shit, man. That, that. So we're going to be on that shit together. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Yeah, man, I kind of, you know, like I was telling you, like, I got to smoke less for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got to remember some shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I will, I will admit, bro, I will admit that uh, I would have never been able to do that role if I was not sober, bro. I yeah, I would have It definitely helped you? Yeah, it definitely helped me because, you know, I'm not trying to course you or nothing, you know, but like, uh, it definitely helped a lot because, you know, me, like, I'd always be that guy that, <laughs> you're going to laugh at this. I'd always be that guy, be like, yeah, man, I'm going to quit. <laughs> You know, like I'm saying like every other week, I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. I'm going to quit. Never did. And like, you know, I remember, uh, I think a defining moment for me was like, I was just like, we did like one of the school productions, bro. And I didn't remember any of my lines, bro. Mm. And I studied so hard for it, but I didn't remember shit because I chose to smoke weed all day, every day. And, but, <laughs> but I lost that high, high energy when mm. I smoked my weed because LA was a different beast. 100%. So I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about that. You know, I, all I thought about was like, I was like, I've done this before high as fuck. I was like, no problem. You know, whatever. And then I get there and I just like froze. I was like, oh, yeah, that's goddamn it. I feel that. I feel that. And it's all about the mindset you're coming into and everything. Mm-hmm, 100%. Yeah. And I think also once you get on like a wave of momentum, it just all starts clicking better as well. Yep. Like you, you start to take things more serious. Like I remember, I remember I was sitting in this, uh, meeting and, uh, this actor, uh, it was for class, but this actor, the teacher was like talking about this actor and he was like, this guy, he wasn't a very good actor. (laughs) Like he wasn't, you know, he wasn't that special, but he was on such a wave and he had such high confidence. He's like, he somehow pulled that role off. Yep. You know what I mean? But it's like a lot of your energy and a lot of your motivate, like reasonings behind doing something will always show up when it needs to always the, the man who thinks he will win man thinks he will lose well yeah well, okay yeah. okay i see the, you i see always you. right i see you man i see you yeah. but uh uh yeah man i just it's it's kind of crazy to when you really think about that shit too and it kind of goes back to like you're gonna have all the talent in the w- world but no one if someone's a hard worker you can't outwork them no yeah. you can't you know like i mean like and the thing is is like I think a lot of people have that misconception. It's like you also like a thing I started doing this year uh, is like if I step on set, no one and I mean no one is going to outwork me. Yeah, 100%. I'll make it my fucking mission to make you watch me sweat bullets to work hard. Yeah, to work hard. And I'll make I'll like if in like I've had people try to embarrass me on set and I'll just like shut them up by like working hard. I've had I've had a director throw a punch at me. <laughs> I, I've had some crazy shit go on on set because I had that mindset of like no one's gonna outwork me, and he was getting mad because 
I was doing so well on the shoot and he didn't know what he was doing whatsoever. You know, granted, it was like yeah. one of his first projects. I don't blame him. It's stressful. But the actor started coming to me as the first AD for directing notes. And I was like, that's not even my job. You know what I mean? And so like he got really mad about that. He pulled <laughs> me to the side. He was like, he's like, I need to get you to get with the program. I need you to get with the program. I straight up looked at his face, like emotional. So like I was like, homie, you're the only one that's not with the program. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're all trying to make your like air quotations dreams happen. And like all you're doing is confusing everybody. And like I was real with him. I wasn't even like a dick about it. I was just like, I didn't show emotion. I let him know like what literally every single person has come to talk to me about that whole week. And I was like, dude, I was like, you, you know, you know how many people have complained about you, man. And like, I've been giving you the benefit of the doubt, man. For real. And like, and well, then a lot of people just crack under the pressure. You can't take it, bro. If you're the director, you got at least 20 people there who are all like about to work really hard for like eight to 10 to 12, maybe 20 hours. Like, for your idea so it's yeah. like it's like you gotta you better be on it like you better believe in your idea 200 percent. you better 100%. be you better be 200 percent prepared you better be on it like mm -hmm. so that's a lot of pressure for for the average joe for the <laughs> 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 like it's that's it, a lot it's 100 is man and you're right people crack under the pressure and i think it's, it's just it's just hard to even believe in one of your ideas that much let alone to believe lead in, a team to believe in a creative idea you have and then call and then call together 20 people to be like, hey, sacrifice your day for my for yeah. my story. I thought of this funny story. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's so funny, bro. It was a comedy. That's so funny. Exactly. See, exactly. Like, you but you got to believe. You got to. That's man. And see, that was his problem is he, you know, he, he wasn't. wasn't he wasn't half-hearted. He didn't yeah, believe it. He was half-hearted. He's not even laughing at the jokes. Yeah. You know, it's <laughs> funny. It's like he wasn't even laughing at the jokes. But every time he would shoot a joke, he'd be like the only one that would laugh. And I'd be like, bro, just be serious at your job man like it's not like you know you gotta you gotta go in and you know it, it was really bad how that whole thing ended and i i got to fire him that was pretty cool wow the teacher the, the teacher made me fire a student bro you know how bad that is bro you know like oh, it was just it was something else man it's good practice though you gotta fire someone. yeah man it was, it was kind of fun not gonna lie it was kind of fun <laughs> It was kind of fun telling someone, be like, yeah, you're not really needed because you're just being an asshole, bro. Grab some bench. <laughs> you're not seeing any more minutes on this court. <laughs> no, but for real, man, I think, uh, <laughs> I think, um, you know, a lot of people going back to you saying people cracking under pressure, bro. So many people, and I'm sure you've seen it too, crack under pressure, bro. 100%. And, Man. you know, not that there's anything wrong with that, but you, you shouldn't give up if you crack under pressure as well. Like you should not like, that is like the time for you to go and complete overdrive and like show people what you're really made of. Like I cracked under pressure on that shoot when I was only, uh, we were just talking about, man, I was like super fucking nervous every time I went on set and I cracked under pressure a lot, dude. I fucked up my lines a few times, you know, like I did that, but like, I didn't like go up and curl and ball up <laughs> in the shell. Yeah, you, you know kept I mean? pushing. I kept pushing myself. And then before I knew it, it was the last day, the last the last scene of the you know, the whole project and boom, we were done and then he ended up giving me high praise, you know. So it's 100%. like you know, I think if you if you're under pressure, I don't know. Some people I feel like some people don't do good under pressure. I do even better under pressure. A lot of times, yeah. Yeah. And I think I think a lot of people do will if they just give themselves the chance to do so. And I think 
I think the number one way to, uh, I guess, to like mediate pressure because you can't always fully eliminate pressure is to be as prepared as possible. 100%. Because if you're fully prepared, like there's no need to be nervous. There's no need to, there's no need for anything but to be like, well, I'm about to execute. Mm -hmm. And so, so pressure, so pressure is nothing. I'm now, I'm about to execute. I'm fully prepared, but someone who shows up like a little unprepared, and like, I've done it many times. You, you should be like, cause sometimes you don't even know it's your first time. Like, mm -hmm. man, I thought I was prepared. Like I do it too all the time. Show it to the math test, studying fractions. And we were doing percents. Like, <laughs> but, no, I guess that's the same shit. I maybe mean, I don't no, know. But for real, but no, exactly, it is. You know what I'm saying like, like <laughs> but yeah, so it, it's unavoidable sometimes, but you just gotta be prepared. You always gotta be prepared as possible. Because, and, Cause that's what you said at the end there is, you gotta give your, give yourself a fighting chance. I see so many people should put yourself in position. Damn, nigga, didn't even give yourself a chance to succeed. Didn't even give yourself a chance, bro. I see a lot of people fail, but like, and I've seen myself do it too with myself. But I, that's my thing now. I try to be prepared. Always be prepared. Stay ready. Ain't gotta get ready. Yeah, no, um, I I learned that the hard way myself, bro. Is like I've been on sets where I, I produced or directed something, and I wasn't as nearly as prepared as I thought I was. And you know, I also think it's kind of good, like you know. If if you're not nervous, at least some point in the process, whether it's pre-production or, you know, making the beat or make anything. If you're not nervous, at least once you're doing it wrong. Yeah, you weren't pushing yourself. You're you not, aren't pushing yourself. You're way too comfortable. Yeah, you don't, you don't want to be comfortable, guys. Trust yeah. me. You don't want to be comfortable. Way I think we, we've both been comfortable and it just leads to sadness. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it really does. It ultimately. Just, ultimately, it's like, you know... Um, I see people that I, you know, I love and adore, you know, back home, but they all just sit there comfortably and, and then they're always sad and this and that. And I'm always like, yo, like go try something new. Like, you know, like try something that you wouldn't think you would like, but you know, just give it a shot. You know, like, it's yeah. like me, For real. I thought, I thought the dumbest people in the world, I'm not going to lie. I thought the dumbest people in the world were all these like real estate gurus and stuff <laughs> I, I hated those people they're annoying. I, they're they annoying. were annoying bro but now that i understand like the, the knowledge and their mindset i'm like oh, i was like these fools are geniuses man i was like they're really on to something you know and so it's like but like you know i kind of mentioned a few podcast episodes now but like real estate's like my little side hustle that not a lot of people know you know what it's i mean hard, yeah and then, and then, you know, you, every, not everyone has to know what you're up to either. You know 100%. what I mean? Like you, you always, you're always doing more eight songs in one session. <laughs> and reality is we're probably only going to hear three or four of those. Man, who knows? <laughs> who knows, man? Who knows? Who knows? Man, you know, the sky's like, the limit. But I might take all up. Uh, I might take one bar from eight. All eight of those, one flow from all eight of those, one piece of the beef from all eight of those, make one break. Something exactly. Because it's really about, it's really about the one. It's yeah, the exactly. One, the two, the three, the four, the five. 100 percent, dude no i agree you know like you know just do something that you love you don't even have to be paid for it i'm so tired i'm so <laughs> tired i have this one really good friend and i constantly talk about how i work for free and he's like are you dumb as shit they don't get it don't i was like it. i was like no are you dumb as shit yeah like, you gotta go in sometimes yeah you, you gotta, gotta i was like if you love what if you really and i mean really want to do something and you really love it you're going to work for free, man. You're going to work for free. Exactly. Because working for free has gotten me in doors that other people would dream of, man. I've had conversations with people that are high up in Disney. I've had conversations with people that own fucking $100 million in real estate. I've had conversations with people to just that are just it, man. They just have it, that have figured it out. And it's because I'm curious 
I've worked for free. You remember like over like I mean when we were first going to school, I think it was when I kind of first met Serena too. I did that like one day of birds for prey, bro. Do you remember that? Like it was like the music video shoots and all that. Birds of prey. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the only reason I yeah. got that job was because I worked for free for someone in the middle of the desert with a hundred degree weather in Death Valley for a whole weekend. And then that dude brought me on. I made twelve hundred dollars in one day. Then you got put on because of it. I got put on because of exactly. it. So don't don't knock working for free, guys. Because it's like an investment. It's like it's like because it's like you like you have to invest something. You have to have something to offer. And like that's one of the few things that you have to offer when you when you don't have anything like crazy to offer. It's like you have I have my time. I mm-hmm. I, I can I can give you my time. And then well, so you just gotta invest it, believe in it, and then it's like and some of the most successful people in the world work for free bro you know i've been really really keen on 50 cent lately i read i listened to his hustle harder work smart or hustle harder hustle smarter it's like his his newest book and he just goes in his whole business etiquette like the whole book is about his business etiquette and how he gets his hundred million dollar deals how he gets how he start how he owns half a vitamin water man (laughs) it's insane it's insane and he literally was just like He's like, when I was making like 20 million a year, I was working for Interscope for free. Wow. He was like, I was in the marketing department, stacking papers, making $20 million a year, working for free just because I wanted a certain connection. Yeah. He like, he went on a whole chapter on why internships and working for free is how you get to success. Wow. It's like, it was an incredible chapter. And then he's like, and then that led to me meeting the guy that invented vitamin water. And then that led to me being like, they, I snuck a vitamin water uh, bottle in one of my ad campaigns and then 50 million people saw it, and then it got his attention. And then he approached me with a deal. And then instead of taking a flat out rate, he's like, I want equity. Smart. Smart man. And he was like, and then that equity has turned into $800 million. <laughs> <laughs> you know what wow. I mean? Wow. So don't knock working for free. Like, you know, and like, even when we're students, man, uh, I've noticed a lot of my friends are starting a lot of, you know, like Yoni um, and that OG kind of older crew we had. They're all starting to get bigger jobs as well mm-hmm. because they already graduated and they all remember me. Like Yoni has helped me with a lot of jobs. You know what I mean? And so like people will put you on if you if you work hard enough and they remember you like you will be put on like and i mean like years later man like years later i'm not even talking about like a week later like you could be like laying on your bed one day and get a phone call that's literally how the commercial thing <laughs> worked it's how the commercial thing worked man for me how i got the commercial job as a producer it was like i was just literally laying on my bed i was like oh. i was like bro what am i gonna do next well i felt like the i felt like the circle of people in the entertainment business is so small it is once you once you get over the hump of really like amateurs not not saying that we're you know pros or anything but I, we're not particularly in the amateur pool anymore either you know we're in the little in between you know so like once you get over that hump you kind of start to realize how truly small this industry is and it's like and once everyone starts getting weeded out man you start realizing 
the same dude that produced like St. John's album is the same dude that produced Adele's album. Exactly. You know what I mean? And like, you, it blows you away. Like, man, I was looking, I was looking up some shit yesterday. I was going through uh, Instagram. I saw this nigga like it's like Benny Blanco. Benny, mm-hmm. this nigga wrote every song we heard. Yeah, I kissed a girl by Katy Perry. Bro, this like I was like this nigga wrote the whole radio top forty hit while I was growing up. And then he didn't he didn't even peak until twenty eighteen, man. Like wow. like as as an artist himself, as yeah. a producer himself. But he's been in the game since two thousand two. And yeah. it's crazy because a lot of people wouldn't have that patience. Oh, hell no, bro. I hear a lot of people like, oh, man. That's how you know he loves what he does. Like, man, I signed the deal. They're trying to you to write other nigga songs. Man, write the other nigga songs for a little bit. You'll get a chance, man. <laughs> write, write a good... Oh, man, like, it's like you got your foot in the door, man. It's like, now you got to prove yourself. People's, people want it. Man, I'm, I'm trying to be on. Yeah. Instantly. That's how that's how our buddy uh, Kazel, uh, that's how he got his like little record deal with his buddy Ethan, man. It was like, he just started writing songs for other artists. He started uh, engineering for artists, even though he didn't want to do either of those. He did it anyways, and he got to sign a record deal. That's fire. You know what I mean? So it's like, don't knock opportunities that are given to you. You know, like, even if you don't like it, man, like, especially if it's like, if you are lucky enough, especially in the industry to get an opportunity that's paid, but it's not in the space you want, still take it, man. Like, if you like work for Adidas, or if you like dream of working for Adidas and you want to be like a shoe designer, but you get offered like a job in the mailroom, still take that shit, motherfucker. One hundred percent. Still take that shit because now your foot is in, in the door. You work at Adidas. You work at Adidas. You should not even be at Adidas. You should just be a dream. You should be exactly you should be an idea. Exactly in <laughs> progress. You have to one. You have to respect the process. Yeah. You can't. You, I mean, of course, we're always all gonna get frustrated as shit. You know, so always respect the process. Have humility, man. Have empathy for yourself. Yeah, you you gotta. I thought you gotta be humble, but you also gotta be very confident. Yeah, I've I've noticed that you know if you're not like you know humble to a certain point, or you're not, you know, uh, how would I say, you're not you you don't think of yourself at a certain level. Everybody's gonna notice. Yeah, everybody will notice, and you'll crumble down, man. Like you you just will like, and so you always. Like kind of going back, you always have to view yourself as the hardest hardest worker in the room. Just don't like knock any type of opportunity, even if it doesn't seem like it's gonna go the way you want. You should still take it, especially if it's for a company or an industry that you want. Like once we graduate uh, college, man, it's like, of course I don't want to be a boom out. Mm-hmm. Of course I don't want to be a grip. Of course I want to do this and that, but I will be for a twenty four. Yeah, I will I mean, be for shit. HBO. Boomer makes six hundred a day. Exactly, I'll you do know, it for a little while. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do you know? Do whatever you need to do to get your foot in the door. Because the thing is, is when you start working and you start getting in that door, people are gonna start talking to you. The harder you work, the more people are gonna notice, and they're gonna start talking to you, and they're gonna start asking you questions like, "Oh, what do you want to be? What do you want to do? Why are you here?" One hundred percent. And and you either can tell them straight up or be a coward and just be like, oh, I'm just, you know, doing my thing. Just chilling, man. Just chilling, man. Like, obviously, like, 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 if you want something, don't say you're just chilling, man. I've seen people do that on set. Like, oh, man, I'm just doing this to pass some time. I'm like, bro, I'm like, you just had the opportunity to tell someone you want to be a director and you just threw it away. Yeah. I, I've seen people be on set and they're uh, talking producers. They're like, oh, do you want, what do you want to do? Oh, I'm your writer. Oh, nigga, I'm looking for scripts. Let me see your script. 
immediately. And so, so it's like you always got to be talking. One hundred percent. Be talking. So one hundred percent. And you, you gotta put yourself on, man. And now you, you only have to be on set out here, bro. You you can be in a freaking bar. For real. I feel, I dude. I have. I I went in ton time. Me and Sabrina. This is actually the last Super Bowl. Uh, not this past year, but the one with the Kansas City Chiefs and uh, the Patriots before Tom Brady went to the Buccaneers. And uh, it was when me and Sabrina first got together. And I go up to the bar, and you will not believe who was saying, like, rolled up right next to me, Mr. Fight Club himself, right David here? Fincher. No, David Fincher. Whoa. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah, he just rolled up and he ordered like a whole thing. He talked to me for five minutes. And that five minutes was the most useful and most informational five minutes of my life. That's insane. That's pretty crazy. And I, he's like, well, he's like, oh, you know, what are you doing? He's like, he straight up was like, you look like a filmmaker. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, of course, I was dressed. You know, yeah. I had my like, I literally had like a C47 shirt on, but it was like type like 007, like some geeky ass shit like that, man. And like, uh, He's like, oh, you must be a filmmaker. And then he's like, what do you want to do? And I was like, oh, I was like, honestly, I'm still kind of trying to figure it out, which was my mistake that I made. Uh, and he's like, oh, okay. Well, you know, you just like straight up was like, well, and he gave me all this advice about like, you know, just pursue what you want. You know, if you keep going, no matter what, it's going to happen eventually, man. Like, just do your thing. And, you know, David Fincher isn't like the nicest guy in the world either. <laughs> so to hear to hear that from him in like a nonchalant, I think it's because I think it was because he was just wasted. But, <laughs> you know, he was just like, he's like trying to run into people. Right. Right. And he was just like, he's just like, cheers, man. He's like, cheers, bud. Have a good night. And like, that was the end of the conversation. And I was like, damn. And like spring, I came back. She's like, what took you? So I was like, I was like, I just met one of my idols. So excuse me. That's pretty wild, bro. <laughs> right. And so, so that's, that's one of the dope things about coming out here is like 100%. Man, you just got to be in the mix. People, people be talking about, man, I would love to have this happen, man. It'd be crazy if this happened. Well, man, you just go where it's all happening at. Right. Or it's Raise like, the chances of it happening a whole lot. Right. And like, I, I, I see celebrities here all the time too. And like, they're weirdly normal. Yeah, when, yeah, yeah. They're weirdly normal, and Very like, and you know, and that's the thing is like, people are like, "How do you see these celebrities all the time?" I'm like, legit. I'm just walking around. I swear on my life, I'm just walking around. I'll be walking. I don't know if you know who this is. I, I was like walking on uh, Hollywood Boulevard, and like Bryce Vine, he has that song Drew Barrymore or whatever. Mm. Was just sitting there like asking people who he was. And I was like, bruh, <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like it's just like some things like that, man. It's like celebrities sometimes just come out and you know do their thing, you know. Especially if it's like a filmmaker that's behind the scenes and you recognize them, dude, their eyes will light up. Bro. Yeah, if like they appreciate it. Yeah, they do. You know, like I've had conversation with Bill Hader before too, and like he asked me, he just straight up was like, "This is when I first got here. Like I didn't know anything about film, nothing. I had no connections. Like, yeah. And it was outside the Laugh Factory, like a little like a block away, and I literally walked past him. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, and he literally like I talked to him for a few minutes and after he was just like thank you for not asking for a photo and shoving the camera in my face and thank you for a good conversation. Wow. And then we shook yeah, just, hands. Just a real just, dude. He's just a real normal dude. And like, you know, like it's just it is what it is, man. And like that's the misconception. It's like if you meet these people, don't take advantage of them as well, you know? Like you gotta Work your way into it, man. Don't be a dick about it. Don't interrupt them when they're fucking eating dinner either. Yeah, I think the most important thing about anything anyone's trying to do is just to be a good person. 100%. You gotta. You have to have the right intentions. If you don't have the right intentions, you're not going to look good. Yeah. You just won't, you know? like. And so you got to have what you want in your heart. You got to feel it in your bones. You know, you got you to gotta, you gotta want all of it. And, you know, people are... 
you know, maybe not this year, maybe not next year, maybe not the year after that, but who knows? Maybe year four, man. Most definitely. You know, like I, I read that a lot on all these people. It's like, you know, I grinded for a year, made a hundred bucks, grinded for the second year, made two thousand dollars. Third year, I made like, like twenty five thousand. And the fourth year, I made like five hundred ninety five thousand dollars. You know, so it's like. You know, if you have a dream, just like keep going for that shit. You know, that's why I love seeing you and Sebastian just fucking appreciate that. going appreciate that. at it, man. Like you guys literally never sleep. It looks like man, I don't think Sebastian does. Bro. I don't think Sebastian does either. Every time I look on his story, he's like on a plane, bro. I'm like, damn, bro. I was You're like working. I was like, you keep hustling, man. You really keep hustling out there. You know, I'm walking from a side view. You know, I haven't been on social media that much lately, except maybe like the last week to kind of just get it out of my system and like. Cause I, I'm taking another break from it and, and like, honestly, it's just like, I think the best thing you can do is just, you know, consume yourself with something, consume yourself with work, consume yourself with love. Gotta be busy. Your, yeah. You gotta, you gotta find ways to be busy. I think that's a really big key to staying happy as well. It's like, if you just sit around all day and I'm so, so guilty of this. If you just sit around all day and watch everybody else. And dwell on why that's not you. You're gonna get nowhere. One hundred percent. You're gonna get nowhere. That's all I did. Even even with like uh, Sebastian and you, like sometimes I'd be like, I'm like, damn. I was like, I was like, why can't I hustle that hard? You know what I mean? Like, why can't I do that shit? And it was just excuses in my brain. Like, you can do that shit. One hundred percent. You can get up and just start being busy. Yeah, you can get up and do that shit. You just don't. You just making excuses. You know what I mean? And so like it's like. You know, you really got to learn to be self-aware and take control of your life. And I think once somebody does that, that's when, like, the game really changes. Yeah, man, that's when it's over. But, like, once you decide, like, it's kind of like that goal thing you're talking about, like, I honestly feel like if you just set a couple goals, bro, like. If you like set a, a vision couple, board. Yeah, kind of a vision board, man. If you set it, like, I, that's why I tell everybody, like, I feel like uh, if you set those goals and that's all you're working towards, would be crazy for you not to just. And set, you set two goals, pretty crazy if you're not going to get two goals. You just got to keep setting those next things, keep setting the next steps. I just see a lot of people don't even have the steps, not even think about the steps. Yeah. But like, you're, you're, you're a man with some steps. Always got steps. Man, always, man with the plan. Right, 100%. <laughs> always a man with the plan. 100%, so, man. Yeah, that's good to see. And like, yeah, man, a lot of people don't have the steps, man. You get the steps, you ex- execute. Yeah, I think it's like a lot of the reasons people don't have those steps too is because they care about what everybody else thinks at the same time. Like yeah. that was my thing is like I re- like I I sat there forever because I cared about what people thought the whole time. But ironically, I wasn't paying anything out, so it was like no one has anything to think about anyway. It was just in my own head, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, look, well, anytime you try to change, someone's gonna be upset about it. Like, yeah, you can't please everybody. Everyone was like, "Oh, this nigga trying to change. Oh, this nigga think he better than me." Exactly. And so like, and so it's you have to realize I was unavoidable. So like, but there's but and then that's when you're like, "Oh man, there's like two, I changed and like two or three niggas didn't." I, Two or three niggas were like, I'll bet I see you change, nigga. I like it. And then you're like, all right, bet these niggas rock with me. And then once you change, you end up in a whole different circle of people always. And then you meet some people and then it just keeps happening. You just keep changing. And then eventually some oh, niggas it's are growing. Just, yeah, some niggas are like, nah, nigga, you changed too much. I don't like that shit. You're like, man, I gotta keep going. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, I, I run into that. That's what happens with females for the most that's the problem with every female. You get the you get with a female and like you work a certain job, you eat at certain restaurants, you do all this certain shit. But man, like my life keeps changing, my life keeps growing. Now I do a different job, da, 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 like different hours, and then that, and most of the females I'm with are like, nah, I'm still trying to do the same shit. <laughs> no, one hundred percent. I mean, I'm that's like, that's why I mean, like, oh, I gotta 
go. <laughs> That's dude. I had the hardest time with that in Los Angeles, dude. And like, I'm so grateful I met Sabrina because she's always down for something new, man. She hates living a boring life, which I'm I'm very blessed about that. Let me tell you. Yeah. Because life is life is a you know trip. <laughs> but uh, it's always a trip it is man and you know you constantly have to be growing i've outgrown just like you i've outgrown a lot of people man i have a lot of friends back home that you know i thought were really good friends of mine really close friends and they're like man you changed i was like man you didn't change you know, <laughs> exactly. that, you know what exactly. i mean like you're the like, same damn, person nigga, you didn't change that's wild Right, That's like the crazy part. <laughs> like you're gonna make me feel bad about growing. Like you're gonna make me feel bad because I know what I want in life, and like I'm just tired of making excuses about it. You make me feel bad. So That's I want... the least favorite shit. Right, That's man. The least favorite thing is to see is that is that you're moving on. Is that you're like right, bro. It's like when I like I'm like some people like some of my friends are like legit like unfollowed me because I post so much about like uh, uh like crypto and stocks. Sometimes I'm like, bro, I'm like. I'm like, obviously, if you don't like, you don't gotta watch it, but you don't gotta make me feel bad about it because you're gonna be the one feeling bad about it ten years from now when you were asleep. When when I'm sleeping and making millions of dollars, <laughs> like literally sleeping and walking to the freaking fridge, man. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, you know, exactly. like, and my friends are like, oh, you know, you spend all this money and blow it and blah blah blah. I was like, bro, I was like, everything I buy is a fucking asset. Exactly. And not a fucking liability. I don't. I drive a piece of shit car. I drive like a 2002 neon right now, man. Like, I don't like give a shit. Like, and because I wanted to take that money break, I wanted to invest it in stuff so yeah. I could be rich when I'm older. Except that would make you money. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, like, now I mean, Sabrina, the level where we're going to go buy a brand new car. You know what I mean? Like, in a few months. So it's like, you know, just have patience as well. You know, like, progress is really slow man i've learned that i'm sure you've learned that progress is really slow but it's powerful yeah because it, it's better for it to be slow because uh a lot of who, who who get that overnight success you, you truly weren't ready oh 100 yeah no i i saw a i don't know if it was like a instagram reel or something like that but it was like this dude was just like like he was a famous barber now um he's got like you know a bunch of tattoos and stuff like you might know him if i showed you a photo but he was like, he's like, I'm so glad it took years and years and years and years for me to get success and to make the money I do. Because he's like, if I would have been overnight success, I would have blow all my money. For real? I would have, I would have not appreciated the value I have now. He's like, I wouldn't appreciate the time I go and buy a, a Ferrari and I yeah. just sit there and think all day, like, man, I really earned this shit and yeah. no one gave it to me. You know what I mean? And so like, and that's something that Nipsey Hussle used to preach a lot, too, is if you look back on his career, man, he didn't have nice cars. Mm. He didn't have none of that shit until he was about 30. And, you know, but he was in the game when he was like 16. You know oh. what I mean? And like if you like literally like you can Google that shit, man. I've done a lot of research on Nipsey Hussle because he's a very big inspiration to me. And what he did for his community was just insane. You know, he brought a lot of love to the world. Um, and he even brought gang members together, man. You know how hard that is? That's great. <laughs> you know how hard it is to bring Bloods and Crips together, dude? You know, like, that's, like, damn near impossible, especially in Los Angeles. Bro. And he somehow did that shit, you know? And so, like, looking back on it, bro, I, I remember watching a bunch of interviews with Nipsey Hussle, and he was just like, I didn't, like, I didn't have my first Ferrari until I was 28. He's like, yeah, that's still young, but I was in the game for already 10 years. I already had the money for it. I just didn't spend it. Instead, he's like, I bought all these businesses. I bought some kitchens. You know, I fed, I fed the people in my community. 
you know, I, and then he's like, once all that started paying off, then I went and bought my car. Then I went and bought my mansion. Then I went and spoiled my children. Yeah, that's a better way to do it, man. You got to give back. It's better to help people. Uh, I think the greatest currency in life is helping people, man, whether it's through music, whether it's through film, whether it's just through, you know, talking, you know. I think the greatest currency, and you'll ask, you can ask any millionaire or billionaire that's self-made. That's the greatest currency in the world. Like they'll yeah, tell you, it's having the ability to be able to make changes that you want to see. Mm-hmm. Because unless you have, unless you have a good amount of wealth to where you're completely comfortable mm-hmm. and you can make big money moves, like who the fuck are you really about to help, bro? Like, 100%. cool, you can go donate some some food to a food bank, this and this and that. But like, nigga, you need to be the one like. Damn, this neighborhood that don't have any food bank. I need to build a food bank in this neighborhood because like that is it. Like one hundred percent. Like, yeah, no, dude. Like that's all I ever think about is just like you know. Once I get the money, man. Like I don't even. I'm not even gonna spend it on myself. You know, I'm gonna spend it on like you know helping like world hunger and you know helping single moms and you know all that shit. And I know you know I don't care if it's thirty or forty or forty five or fifty. I know it's gonna pay off big, big, big time. Not that I care for money, but I care for the freedom that comes with it, and I care for the ability to care for others that comes with it. That's why I want it so bad. That's why I want a lot of it so bad. And it's like, just look just look at it. It's like Elon Musk. I mean, a lot of people don't like him, but the harsh reality is about Elon Musk is he created SpaceX, which has helped, you know, scientists and, you know, astronauts, all that shit, extensionally. He created one of the very first, like, electric vehicles which make is great for the economy. You yeah. know what I mean? Changed the game. He's changed the game. He invented fucking mm. PayPal, bro. And so he it was originally like zip zip dot it or, or zip to it or something like it's some original stuff. And then he sold it and literally took every dime of that and invested it in Tesla. Wow. He literally had to borrow money for rent. The richest man in the world had to borrow money for rent. Cause you gotta go all in, just like you we gotta go all in. Man, that nigga believe in himself. Exactly. <laughs> and so every time, like I, I man, find myself, in. bro. Every time I find myself and like someone's like shitting on that man, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, y'all don't know what he did. Like y'all don't know how hard that man worked. You might be the richest man in the world, but like, and yeah, he could probably solve world hunger in a snap of a finger. But obviously, like. There's pre- repercussions. Hey, no one brought him the plan, bro. Nigga said he was down. No one brought him the. Yeah, exactly. No one brought him the. the what was that from? I'm thinking of a ref. He's like, I have a uh, Michael Scott. We have a 12 step plan. <laughs> it's gonna solve everything in 12 steps. <laughs> I did. Someone we needed Michael Scott to bring the 12 step plan out. Would <laughs> 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 have solved all hunger. This man. <laughs> but (laughs) that's so funny dude no but for real dude all these people all these successful people had a plan man yeah every single one of them you know that's why i know you know you and i and our whole friend group is just going to be successful because we all have plans we don't just sit there and talk the talk you know like we we show especially you and sebastian lately you guys have shown you put in the work and it's starting to pay off. You know, Sebastian's starting to get a lot more notary in his career. He's making shows now, man. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah that's we, pretty crazy. Put together a pretty crazy show, man. That's pretty dope, man. We're about like, to turn up crazy. Man. Hell yeah, man. That's what's up. That's what's up. And, you know. You he, know got, uh, he got his brand going, bro. He has some really, uh, really yeah, good Bash Debo. brand going. Yep. Yeah. Bash, yeah. sir. And then, uh, oh, doesn't he have another? Or no, he was, he was just collaborating with Child Wave, right? 
Oh yeah, oh, no, um, Children of the Wave. Children of the Wave. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Children of the Wave. There's another good brand, and then he collaborates with uh, Don't Front. Don't Front Sick. I wear some Don't Front stuff. And uh, oh, sick. There's another brand too. Don't Front. No, no. All the homies make good stuff. I like wearing all the homies brands. Yeah. I'm rocking some Teddy Fresh right now. Hell yeah. Shouts to HGH3, and I'm rocking some of my other homie Hype C Money. That nigga be spitting another SoCal rapper. I'm wearing his brand right now. That's what's up, bro. I love. Stuff. I love, you know, not only having homie shit, you know what I mean? But I love getting, like, you know, just supporting their fact, you know, supporting your friends. And, like, if I if I want to go buy a car and I got a friend that is a car salesman, I'm going to go buy my car from them. Well, definitely. You know what I mean? Well, or, like, you know, if my homie has a really good brand and he's just spitting out shit, you know, I'm going to buy from Every time I try to buy from Sebastian, he sells out. He sells out. Yeah. He sells out. Yeah, I can't get shit. I can't like I can't get my hands on shit. You know what I mean? It's like either it's because like I hadn't been on social media for a few days and by the time I see it, it's sold out or it just sells out so freaking fast, man. Bro, that's why I, that's why I never am the nigga on drops, bro. Cause I'm never on my phone like that to be like, Yeah, dude. Like niggas be like, You see the Yeezy drop? Yeah, the, like there was a surprise drop. It sold out in 10 seconds. No nigga, I didn't see that <laughs> shit, bro. I'm not on my phone like that. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> that's so <laughs> funny. But uh anyways, man. And, you know, I I just have to say, man, it's been a really fun conversation. Um, you know, yes, definitely sir. ain't your last time coming on, my guy. Of course. You know, hopefully I can get Sebastian up on here if he ever has time. Yeah. <laughs> you know dope. what I mean? That'd be dope. He'd be, be, he be a nigga who'd be down to come here. And yeah. I, I know. Oh, yeah. I know he would. I know he would. He's a busy man. So I'll, I'll definitely have to reach out to him soon. You know, you know, a lot of these are pre-recorded too. So, you know, by the time people hear this, I'm sure I'll have them on. You know what I mean? Uh, so, that'd be dope, that'd be dope. Yeah, this probably, you know, I'll probably tell you when this episode comes out after. But um probably let me know, man. Let me know. Of course I'll let you know. I'll let you know. No, man. It's been awesome to come on here, bro. Like I love seeing you grow over like the years, bro, man. Like you like you're about to have some crazy shit going for you, bro. Like, like I, I, appreciate I just see it. this podcast going only great, only great places. And uh yeah, man, it's been a pleasure, bro. I'm excited to see where you go, man. Uh, everybody, man, come give uh, Midtrip some love, man. I made some dope ass music. Follow me yes, on Instagram. I'm sure this nigga will yep. link, link the Instagram and all that and whatnot. Man, pop out to a show. A nigga be turning up crazy. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to open up um, a studio space. I'm trying to shoot a music video or anything like that. Come through to this my studio space. Probably be able to record some music in there and shit. You know what I'm saying? Come through. Let's link. Let's connect. Midtrip. Yeah, Mid trip, everybody. Again, thank you so much for coming on mid trip. And, uh, you know, can't wait for the future. Yes, sir, bro. I appreciate you, my geyser. Of course, my guy.